Welcome to His Hands, His Feet podcast. And yes, I am still your host, Kenneth Camp. If you have listened to His Hands, His Feet podcast for a while, you know it's been a couple of months since I've uploaded a new episode. But I'm excited to get things rolling again for 2019. I have several very interesting and intriguing interviews and also topics that I want to expound on lined up for 2019. And I look forward to rolling those out to you over the next several weeks. And today, I wanted to share with you kind of a little, um, not surprise, just a little um, fun episode of a project that I've been working on actually for a little bit over a year off and on, and I am focused on getting it finished over the next several weeks, and that is the revision of my first book I published in 2013, Adopting the Father's Heart. I know some of y'all or many of y'all have read that book, and I've wanted for some time now to revise it improve on some of the the grammar and things in the book, and also add some updated parts of our story. And so that's what I've been in the process of doing, is revising it to do that. And also I wanted to create an audio version of it. And so I've been recording each chapter as I've been revising and editing. And so as I was recording chapter 12, which the title of that chapter is Staying in the Moment, I thought this would really be a a good chapter for anybody, even if you're not a foster or adoptive parent, even if you're not a parent. It's just good thoughts that I share with you about how important it is for us to learn how to live life in the present and how easy it is for us to not do that. We either live in the past or we live in the future, and that just doesn't help us uh, really to be the best that we can right now in this moment. And so I wanted to share with everyone this chapter. And I'm going to share with you at the end of the episode how if you want to get the audio recordings of previous chapters and upcoming chapters as I record them, as I go through the editing process, and you can be part of the first to hear any of those, you can do that on my Patreon site. And so I'm going to share information about that with you at the end of the episodes. Stay tuned until that time and so that you can get that link to that information. And also other information I have about some upcoming conferences that Danielle and I will be attending at, um, here in the uh, next few weeks and months of 2019. So with that, it's good to be back with you. Join me as I read the chapter 12, Staying in the Moment of Adopting the Father's Heart. Chapter 12, Staying in the Moment. The only way to love Chandler as my own son knowing that if he left our family someday, my heart would break, was to stay in the moment. That meant I had to stay focused on each day, each second even. If I began to worry about what might happen in the future, I could not fully love Chandler in the present moments I had with him. A friend of mine related to me some advice he received along these lines. He advised me to avoid four words that rob us from being able to stay in the moment. What if, and if only. In order to make the most of the time I had with Chandler, I had to avoid thinking about the what if and if only situations. Little did I know that God prepared me for this season of my life. For as long as I can remember, I struggled with living in the present. As a child, I struggled with insecurity, a lack of confidence, and trying to please people. This caused me to constantly worry and live in fear. This led to making poor decisions, only feeding my regrets of my past and a fear of my future. I tried to hide my internal struggle from others, and most people probably guessed that I was confident and knew what I wanted to do with my life. To 
protect my real self, I simply kept people at a distance. And sadly, even those who considered themselves my close friends really didn't know me. After a while, I hardly knew myself. I remember as a young teenager daydreaming about what it would be like to be someone else. I never dreamt I was a famous person. Rather, I dreamt I was some of my peers, just kids I knew from school. Living life like that made it nearly impossible to live in the present moment. It was not until my late 30s that I began to understand this about myself. I knew that I struggled with anxiety and trying to please others and the destructive lifestyle that ensues. I did not know how to be at peace with myself, to truly understand my identity in Christ, and to live in the moment. God graciously taught me that staying or living in the moment is part of what he's talking about in John 15. He calls it abiding or resting in him. A counselor helped me understand how living with regret about the past or in fear of the future only robs us of our ability to live in the moment. The result is not living in reality. But I did not like experiencing pain, any kind of pain, physical, emotional, or relational. I did whatever it took to avoid it. By God's grace, He revealed truth to me, and as a result, He is transforming and healing me. I still struggle with this issue, but at least I am usually aware of it. A great example of how God redeemed my brokenness is when we moved to Thailand for six months. In 2007, I quit my job to do some volunteer mission work overseas. I had been working at my job for about 11 years when I quit. At the time, I was in the middle of a project that I had worked on for nearly a year, and long term, I was in the process of obtaining a certification in the field of project management. When Daniel and I decided to take this step of faith, I asked the human resource department at my job if I could take a six-month leave of absence. They told me that was not an option, so I resigned. I had no way of knowing if they would hire me back when I returned. If not, I also had no idea at the time what I would do. However, I definitely felt God calling us to make this change. Well, we moved to Thailand, trusting that God would take care of us when we moved back home. In years past, I would probably have spent my time in Thailand worrying about a job when I got back home and fretting over if I'd made a mistake. Instead, I decided to embrace the time that I had there. The six months that we lived in Thailand, whether we returned to the mission field long-term or not, completely transformed my life. I did not spend my free time worried about what was going to happen after the six months were over. I volunteered with several ministries, engaged the local culture, and developed deep relationships. When it was time to leave, it was one of the most difficult days in my life, partly because I fully invested in every relationship that I had made and in each day while we lived there. Before I left, I asked God to give me some inkling of an idea about what I would do after my return home, at least by the time I was on the plane flying back. He answered that prayer. About one month before our scheduled return, I began to talk with a couple of leaders in our home church. I eventually agreed to a temporary part-time position that gave me the flexibility to leave at any time if Danielle and I decided to return to the mission field full-time. Not only did this answer my request of knowing what I would do when I returned home, but it also met a need that the church had. When I had quit my job and left for Thailand a few months earlier, I had no idea that this opportunity would be available. I am learning that I can trust God with my future and focus on staying in the moment, and He is more than capable of providing for my every need. I truly believe that this experience prepared me for this new foster care journey. 
Fostering children gave God an entirely new opportunity to teach me how to stay in the moment. Just like any foster-only placement, we had no way of knowing how long Chandler would live with us. I could spend my time wondering if I made the right decision to become licensed to foster instead of going overseas to be a missionary. I could fret over how I'd thrown away my corporate career and wonder if it was too late to return to that path. I could worry about what tomorrow held. I could focus on what the future with or without Chandler might look like. When would he leave? Who would end up taking him? Would they take good care of him? Would Chandler be upset? Would he understand what happened to him? Would he miss us? Would he recover? People around us asked us about his future all the time. They meant no harm, but it did not do me any good. I tried to be gracious in my responses, but inside I was screaming, He is with us now! Today I am his dad! Dwelling on what the future may hold only creates anxiety for me. And like I shared before, I don't deal with anxiety very well. I become depressed, irritable, or tried to escape that emotion. It does not affect just me, but everyone close to me. And it definitely affects my wife. She has to put up with my sharp tongue or my moping around the house with a long, sad face. I am pathetic when I get anxious about things. And I saw it affect Chandler, too. Even though he was not talking when he came to us, he easily picked up on my emotions. If I was unsettled, he was unsettled. If I was calm... Then even if he was having a bad day, he tended to calm down more easily. He had already had a dramatic enough life. I did not need to add to it just because I could not deal with what the future might look like. By staying in the moment, I learned that fostering Chandler had great importance. I did not compare it to, quote, greater things, unquote, that I could be doing. In that moment, being Chandler's foster daddy was the most important thing in the world. Sometimes when I spent several hours taking care of him or changing multiple dirty diapers, I wondered if I was wasting my time. I did struggle with this early on. I remember walking into the living room one day while Chandler took a nap and declaring to my wife, I am wasting my life. I need to find something to do that is more productive. What I was really saying is that I needed to be doing something that I thought other people would think was more important. At the very least, I felt I needed to do something that seemed more important to me. Then I would remember that for this little boy, that very moment was the most important moment in his young life. Not knowing what his future held, I needed to grab hold of each moment he lived with me, both for him and for me. When I accepted the importance of this, it gave me patience, focus, and the desire to intentionally pray for Chandler. How much more joy would I have if I could apply this truth to all areas of my life? I know I have to give up some things in order to live this way, like being concerned about what others think, regretting past decisions, being obsessed about what tomorrow holds, and holding too tightly to my personal daily agenda. It seems necessary to put some thought into what lies ahead and to plan for it, but not to the point that I cannot live fully in the present moment. It is also important to remember the past, to learn from our experiences and mistakes, but I do not want that to prevent me from experiencing and learning from what life has in store for me today, in this very moment. The temporary nature of fathering Chandler was imminent. I told myself that even if Chandler somehow ended up with us, the urgency remained. The fact that I am nearly 50 years older than Chandler causes this sense of urgency. When he is 20... I'll be almost 70, God willing. 
I knew that if we experienced the joy of adopting Chandler, I wanted to continue living in the moment each day with an eye on his future. I wanted him to know, love, and trust God, know how to love others well, how to handle money wisely, and live life with confidence. Parenting with urgency is important for any parent. Parents of grown children often comment how the time flies by, so they implore young parents to take hold of that time that they have with their children while they are still at home. When we are in our 20s and 30s, the thought of our children living with us for 18 to 20 years seems like an eternity. Then we look up, we are in our 40s or 50s, and our children are leaving home. Parents think back and wonder if they did a good enough job, or they dwell on the opportunities they missed to instill better qualities, or simply to spend time together. Being a foster dad is a microcosm of this. Parent visits, caseworkers dropping in unannounced, and court hearings constantly reminded me that my time with my foster son would probably be brief. Staying in the moment affected how I spent my time each day with him. I tried not to put off until the next day things I could do with him on that day. I played on the floor a lot with cars, blocks, stuffed animals, and books that have more pictures than words. I played the same games and watched the same things over and over and over. I got slobbered on and coughed on and sometimes, yes, peed on. We could have fostered a child who was 5, 10, or 15 years old, but I hope that I still would have entered their world regardless of their age, living for that day and cherishing each moment. I would hope that this investment would have a great impact on their future. We all only have a short window of time to invest in our children, regardless if they are our biological, foster, or adopted children. Their destiny is worth it. How much sweeter the time is if we can stay in the moment. If there is another difficult thing to do as a foster parent, It is asking others for support. Foster families easily become isolated as parenting a child from a hard place consumes all of their time and energy. In the next chapter, I will share how we worked on recruiting logistical and emotional support. If you are considering foster care or adoption, please take this seriously. Isolation will sneak up on you. Then it is a slippery slope toward losing compassion for the child you committed to help heal. None of us want this to happen. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to chapter 12, staying in the moment of the revised edition of Adopting the Father's Heart. And if, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, if you want all the recordings, all the audio recordings of the revised edition of Adopting the Father's Heart, you can do that now. You don't have to wait until I publish that whole entire audio version of the book. Simply go to patreon.com, that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash kennethacamp.com. And not only will you find all the uh, previous chapters that I've recorded and be able to access the upcoming chapters that I record on that site, but also other exclusive content that's only available for patrons that pledge $1 a month. Yes, $1 a month will give you all the access to the audio recordings plus other exclusive content, such as what's on the site. Just a look over my shoulder as I... Uh, create and publish a podcast episode. So it's just some behind-the-scenes exclusive content that's already on the site and will be more coming up in 2019. So that's one tidbit that I wanted to share with you here. And then also wanted to let you know about two upcoming conferences that I will be leading workshops at. One is a Future and a Hope conference 
That is February 2nd, 2019. In fact, Danielle will be co-leading a workshop with me that is entitled Making the Honeymoon Last, What to Expect After You Adopt. And so Danielle and I will be sharing some things that we've learned over the last six plus years after we adopted our son and be just interacting with families that are there. I would imagine most will be either about to adopt or have just adopted, but I look forward to sharing with those families along with Danielle. There'll be other many helpful workshops at this conference, and there will be a special guest speaker who is Hank Whitman, who is the DFPS Commissioner of Texas. And also the keynote speaker is Bob Goff, who's a two-time New York best-selling author of Love Does, which I've read a couple of times, one of my favorite books, and he also has another best-selling book entitled Everybody Always. So I encourage you to, if you're in the, anywhere in the Austin area or close by, um, to attend this conference. It's a one-day conference, um, very reasonable price, and be very beneficial to you. The other conference that, that we will be at is in May, May 8th through 10th in Louisville, Kentucky, and that's the CAFO Summit, C-A-F-O, and that stands for Christian Alliance for Orphans. And this includes advocates for vulnerable children from all around the world that come together each year at the CAFO Summit. Fantastic organizations represented there, workshops, be a couple thousand people attending this conference, incredible worship and speakers, at main sessions. And at this conference, I've been invited to lead a workshop titled How to Father Well. I think that's the, at least the title of it at this time. So obviously, I'll be meeting with other adoptive fam- uh, fathers, uh, maybe some foster fathers as well, talking about what it looks like to father our children that come from a broken place, how to father them well. And then also, uh, what I think is very cool, I'm excited about this, is leading a coaching table, which uh, will have up to seven people that will join me at the table at some point during the conference. And what we'll be talking about is how to create content for blog and podcast. So if you are a blogger or a podcaster or want to be specifically on the topic of foster care and adoption, I would love to have you join me at that coaching table if you're at CAFO Summit 2019. If you do attend either conference, I would love to see you, meet you, talk to you, and get to know you better if I don't already. So please look me up if you're at those conferences. Now, you can find the link to my Patreon site and these conferences in the show notes for this episode. Just go to kennethacamp.com slash episode 54. Again, that's kennethacamp.com slash episode 54, and that'll take you to the show notes where you can find all these links. I am excited to roll out some great episodes this year for His Hands, His Feet podcast. And if you or someone you know would like to be on His Hands, His Feet podcast in 2019, please contact me at Kenneth at KennethAcamp.com. That's my email. Again, Kenneth at KennethAcamp.com. And just put in the subject line, podcast interview or something along those lines that will catch my attention and I'll be looking forward to dialoguing with you about that opportunity. Well, that's about it for this time on His Hands, His Feet podcast.